This portion of the show is brought to you by Namarco's Pizza. Order online at namarcospizza.com. Let's get right to it. This is the Jeff Orbit Show. All right, welcome everyone. Thanks for listening. Jeff Orbit's here. Mark Howitt's here with me. As we took, we, yeah, we took yesterday off. It's President's Day. President's Day, that's uh, right. Uh, uh, which uh, the legislature actually does not take that off. Yeah, I don't think any of us, we shouldn't have taken it off. I feel, I feel kind of dirty now. You know, <laughs> it's like, how many, how many good presidents have we actually had? You know, I mean, we've had some, but I, I think we've had more bad ones than good ones. Until- oh, come on. <laughs> we've had 46 good ones. 46. Yeah. Especially the current one. It's like, wow. It's actually, how many have we had now? Is it 46 or 48? I don't know. I can't remember. It's hard to, it's hard to keep track. I can't remember. It was Trump every was 45 four years. or Obama yeah. was 45. I can't remember. Something like that. But yeah. Yeah. So the kids had off school yesterday, but then we, our kids had school off today as well. So me and Mark are just. And Friday. And Friday. Yeah. We, so <laughs> we, we had five, was that five days? Five days. My, yeah. My public school math is a little shaky. Uh, so we, we got out of town and he was down in. Mar- the great state, state of Maricopa. I was down in Camp Verde, and we just got back, both of us, within the past hour. So beautiful weather, uh, beautiful time. Went to the, the Arizona's newest state park, Rockin' River Ranch State Park, just outside of Camp Verde um, along Salt Mine Road. Yeah. Yeah, all right. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm happy there's another state park because I literally just bought my annual state park pass on Sunday. Oh, okay. So you're all about like volume. If you can volume, get a yeah, few more, one, <laughs> you get more money <laughs> worth out of this thing. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you about it. I'll, I'll review it. Right. And um, I may be a little spoiled because I live near the creek. Yeah. yeah. On the creek. So easy access. It is easy access. But um, I wonder what happened politically in 2008, though. You know, I'm uh, all for purchase more creek access. Because as you go down to Sedona, once you're in Sedona, there's basically Good no yeah. creek access. Yeah. And then it, what private access was cut off the feds then came in, did the red rock pass and it gets harder and harder to get into places. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay. We'll talk about that. Mark's it wasn't scared. the feds. It was the state. Red oh, rock I'm sorry. Is that the state? Okay. Um, actually, woof. We don't know. Cancel that. It is the feds. Yeah. There right. you go. So sorry. I'm, I'm right. Bad. I was wrong. And I was right. <laughs> I'm thinking red rock state park, which is near. Sarah, oh yeah. Yeah. No, red rock pass is a fed thing. All right, we got a lot to cover. Uh, comments are always welcome. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, we'll talk about Mark's trip to the Capitol. Uh, we'll t- I want to talk a little bit about the trucker's boycott, the New York City thing, the shipping, mm-hmm. uh, because I find it interesting that American cities, they push, that's where kind of all this green agenda is kind of coming from, right? But they're kind of on that island of like Literally. everything has Literally to be. in New York. Yeah, New York, yeah. <laughs> everything has to be imported. They're, it's one of the most unenvironmental setups I've ever seen. And they're dependent on even water in New York mm-hmm. is piped in from long distance in San Francisco. Yep. Uh, yet they set policy for the rest of the U S and if anything ever gets cut off, they're the first ones to get cut off because yep. everything has to be imported. So and exported. I mean, yeah, very true. <laughs> their yeah. trash. Yeah. And they're actually their sewage was making it all the way to Colorado and being put into farmers fields as a fertilizer. So you were literally growing your crops in the sewage of New York city. Oh, good. Was this like a green export thing? Like, um, it's just like, what do you do? With, what do you do with it? You think of how much sewage eight, 
million people make every day. Yeah. It's, um, it's enormous. Yeah. And, and I um, remember as a kid, cause I was actually born not in New York city, but we were born in the rural areas of uh, Northern New Jersey, uh, which ain't as much rural anymore in Southern New York, very rural. And then yep. you were, you were actually New York as well. Upstate. Upstate. Yeah. Very rural. Very rural. Um, but I remember the images and the news clippings or whatever of the barges floating around the trying trash to barges. Out, remember that trying to <laughs> yeah. figure out where to dump the trash right yeah they, uh, <laughs> they used up their landfills and then what do you do with all the trash there? yeah i mean it's eight million people just in the city limits and then you've got all the people on long island oh yeah new jersey side you know upstate from new york i mean the whole metro area it, where do you, you go the trash 12 when, 18 million people it depends yeah. yeah when the Meadowlands fills up and you can't dump it in new jersey anymore where <laughs> do you put the trash well apparently it's fanning out through the rest of the United States in the rural areas yes. that they want to regulate because we're not green enough. Exactly. That's <laughs> amazing. All right. Hey, if you, if you're filling up with trash and you need a, a, to, to bring it on to the old dump or as they call it, the, what do they call it? The landfill, the landfill, I call it the dump, but anyway, American trailer company, just North of Flagstaff, you can get a nice, uh, a nice trailer, throw it all in there. You store it up for a while and then go dump it. Or you can be like me and just be hauling a bunch of wood chips from the, um, I don't know if that's the landfill, the transfer station there in Camp Verde. They have piles of wood chips. You go, they load it up oh, yeah. and I'm dumping them, dumping them and, and bringing them in for uh, certain projects I'm doing. American Trailer Company, they, they treated me so good. Um, great veteran owned company outside the city limits of Flagstaff. So you don't have to deal with city sales tax. Uh, like I said, uh, flatbed trailers, dump trailers, uh, cargo trailers, you name it. American Trailer company has it. Go check out their inventory at americantraileraz.com. That's americantraileraz.com. All right, Mark. Uh, yeah, you make a good point about city sales tax. We're at 2% in Flagstaff. A little yeah. over, actually. Yeah. That's I, a, if you buy a $10,000 item, that's correct up. me if I'm wrong, you just put 200 bucks in your pocket by shopping outside of the city limits. Yeah. And some people go to other, uh, there's Certain areas they go to where it's like in between cities to buy yep. big ticket items, thinking some vehicles sometimes. And, yeah. you know, it's, um, yeah, I, you know, I try to shop local for everything as much as possible within reason. If, if it's going to be ext an extreme amount, I, I, I can't be that loyal. Right. Um, but, you know, if it's a couple percent more, you know, maybe I can. Okay, I'm I'm okay with staying in the region, but you, you do have to look at the bottom line, especially nowadays with the, with the cost of everything. You know, I noticed uh, we went out to dinner. Oh, it's either Saturday or Sunday night. And I noticed from two months prior, we had gone to this particular restaurant that the prices had increased once again. I think, in fact, they had a price crossed off like Sharpie <laughs> on the menu, right? It's just going to be a whiteboard menu. Yeah, yeah. So it Reasonable. was the price had increased, Mark. But what I noticed also, and what I'm noticing more and more is bad customer service more frequently for not, I'm not just talking about restaurants. I'm talking about just generally across the board in every industry. Yes. I'm noted. Am, am, is it just me? Do I have some kind of like thing that people just emanate bad service when I approach or is, are you noticing that as well? I am noticing that. And it's a little disturbing because, you know, as you world travel, you notice bad service in the rest of the world. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. And America has always had great service compared to everybody else. And, but now the rest of the world mentality is coming here. And, and yeah. part of that, I honestly think, Jeff, part of that is, goes back to our Christian heritage, the whole thing of like, be the servant to the other person, Christian principle. Mm -hmm. As we drift further away from Christian principles, you just lose that, hey, I'm going to serve you. It's like, I'm not going to serve anybody. I'm, you know. You're not going to serve anyone. Uh, you're going to be more rude. Yep. I'm, not, I'm not, and I'm not trying to be blanket here. 
on the whole thing that it's everybody because no, it's certainly not. Certainly not, but it's a trend. It is a trend and I notice it more frequently. And I also, I can just judge because I used to, I used to wait on tables a long time ago from when I was like 15 till, you know, 18, 19 years old, kind of sure. floated in and out of that for years. And I, it's hard for me not to tip or to tip bad because I know what it's like. Yep. But I've found just in the past year or two that I've had multiple instances where I've left a very, very bad tip you know, very low because the service was so bad. Or yeah. there was a couple times where I haven't left a tip. That's like unheard of for me right. to do that. And it's just this attitude almost of, well, it's just, we've got, it's a new normal. We've got labor shortages and I'm here and it's just really busy or this situation or that situation. The other person didn't show up every excuse under the sun. And it's providing, we're seeing more and more bad service. And I think maybe it's that American exceptionalism that's come under fire, I guess, because, and you mentioned it, mm -hmm. uh, more and more people coming in that maybe don't value the same things that you and I did. And a lot of people listening. That's right. I was really, degrading. I, and we saw that recently. We just got back from Phoenix, great state of Maricopa. Yeah. And we went out to eat as we do often when we travel, cause we want to experience new restaurants. And, uh, we went to one restaurant, uh, called the Nook in Arcadia area of Phoenix. Fantastic service. Okay. They were on top of it. You know, like, Good. are you cold out here on the patio? Let's get you a heater. You're just, just nonstop. I was like, I feel good about tipping these guys. And then the next night we went out to a different place, a sushi place, and I won't mention them by name, but, uh, <laughs> you know, we've got two little kids there and the restaurant was almost empty when we got there. So there's no excuse for our oh, food to come oh, that's slow. A, that's a sign, man. Well, we got there early because okay. we have okay. young kids. We're okay. like, you know, dinner at five and everybody else is going out like six, seven, eight. But um, had, we sat there, I think from the time we put our order in to the time we got it all, it was like an hour. Okay. And it was piece by piece, like, here's one person's meal. And it's either they eat it or it gets ice cold because then the next person's meal comes out. Yeah. And then the next person's meal. Like there's no even bringing it out all together. And, uh, you know, that it is so frustrating. I still left a normal tip. Um, well, if it, it wasn't a server's problem. It wasn't fault. really the server's problem. But yeah, I had a bad server experience. But, but the restaurant as a whole, I was like, what? what is happening here? I'm seeing people run around. There's us and four other customers. Yeah, what were you there's so busy There's more employees about? than customers at the point when we got there. I'm like, why can't you get our food out? Yeah. What are you doing? And a lot of, I've seen this restaurants, you know, the employees will be on their phone. They'll be Facebooking, yep. doing stuff like that. I'm like, no, if you are an employee, your phone does not come out, period. You need to be hustling, working for the money you're making. And when you get done and your shift is over, then use your phone. I think you should be able to, as an employer, you got to throw all these in the, in the sack here. Yep. Here's the phone sack. Yep. Oh, no, well, what if there's an emergency? I don't know. What if there's an emergency 20 years ago, 10 years ago when nobody had these dang things, well, we right? Pay phones. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I work at, you know, Mark's restaurant. Here's the number, you know, for my teenage kids at home right. or something. And they'll right. call and, and hopefully they, someone will answer. It's like, that's the excuse now though for a lot of people is I got to have it because what are we all that important that we got it? I threw the phone aside a lot this past weekend. Yeah. It, oh. was, it was just gone. It's a good and, thing to do. And yeah, so I had the same, so we were sitting and it, it wasn't that busy and there was a lot, it seemed like there was a lot of staff and Angela wanted to leave because it was 15 minutes and finally I'm like, can we get some water? Yeah, just a glass right? of water. Just some water. Yeah. And then it has a happy hour sign outside, right? And, and we're like, well, what's the happy hour special? I don't know. I don't know if we have any. I was like, why do you got a sign out there? How can you not know this? <laughs> I know. You, you know? should be briefed on the menu. Yeah. And if it's a fine dining, you know, you should know what the wines are, the pairings, all that, you know. Just, yeah, get into your job, man. And we got that thing this weekend on one of the restaurants where they, they take your order on that little uh, device. 
at the table, you know, a little uh, handheld computerized oh, yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, like, and a, then like an iPad or something? They're like, are you ready for your bill? I'm like, sure. And you expect them to leave the bill while you finish up. Instead, they like touch it on their screen and then they hold the screen in front of you. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, well, okay, I wasn't yeah. really ready to pay. Well, I, I guess just, it's now. You could just set the bill down. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's like, but okay. At that so point, I, a lot of times I'm like, well, like, if you're going to do that, it's going to pay in cash because now that's going to just shut down your machine idea. Yeah. The whole thing <laughs> gets, yeah. There's a lot to be said about paying in cash now. And yeah. look, it's just like, I, I thought about this this weekend. It's like just watching our society change in a, in a really rapid clip yep. and people accepting things that would have never been acceptable before. So back to the tip thing, because I know in some places the servers are making close to or at minimum wage and in Flagstaff, 15, 16 bucks an hour, whatever it is now, 16. Oh no, 17. Uh, okay. What, whatever it something. is, it, you better provide me really, really good service or I'm pulling back on it because you still expect to get 20% too. Yep. So I want good service if I'm going to go, because it's not cheap to do this anymore. You go out and you expect to get good food. You expect to get good service because you're paying, especially if you have a family. Paying out the nose. I mean, the prices oh, yeah. have increased uh, dramatically. So enough with the labor shortage thing, because that's the excuse I always hear. Uh, but but check this out, because somebody who is saying they have a labor shortage, and I, I tend to believe them, actually, uh, because I don't see the enforcement on our highways. You just drove up on I-17. DPS, uh, the Arizona Department of Public Safety. So they're, yep. they're charged with mainly making sure our, all the Arizona's roads are safe and they're out there oh, enforcing yeah. and do other things as well. Uh, their head guy, um, uh, Hawkins, uh, Jeffrey Hawkins, Arizona State Troopers Association. Actually, I think I've had him on the show in the past. We should reach out to him. He says uh, they need to get positions filled. I think I was reading that they're down like 500 positions or something yeah, that they can't all, fill. All the cops. It's probably be, not, you know, but... People answering 911 calls, people it is, it pushing. Is, yes. Yeah. And part of that is people can't live off their existing pay structure at DPS or even in the city of Flagstaff, city of Prescott. Your employees yeah. can no longer afford to live on the old pay. You've got to raise them up. That's what he's saying. Which means bigger budget, all that stuff. Okay. Look, look, okay. Like, let's just dial back to the city of Flagstaff because I know that budget. Yep. And, you know, that's where I vote for, you know, my city council members and all that. Uh, I'm sure they're having issues as well. Uh, you know, issues. I'm talking yep. police department trying to trying to oh, hire. Right, it's, it's all over the place. Yeah. It's the police, it's the uh, code people, the building department, every department, every department. Okay, so you can't get people because I get it. It's 700. What what, what did uh, Kelly Brada say just last week? 700 and something. 720. 700. Three quarters 000. of a million dollars. Yeah, three quarters of a million dollars to get a home. Yep. In Flagstaff. So okay, you're starting off at and at six seven percent interest now. Easily. Right. Yes. Yes. So I get it. It's, it's hard to fill those positions. Uh, so, okay. Do we need to up the pay? I, I can't argue with that. A government induced that all this happened with the federal, you know, federal government spending trillions more, but yep. we're in what we're in. Right. But then don't have a sustainability department that sucks 5% of the general fund. Yes. Right? Do yeah. we want potholes fixed, sewers running, police officers on the street so they can enforce and make sure things don't turn to San Francisco chaos? Or do we want some a ding dong department that shouldn't even exist thinking up stupid crap? Yeah, and it goes the sustainability is a really sore issue up here because they took up 11 uh, paid positions yeah. that could be used for street guys, snowplow guys, or just pay raises for all the people that are there already, right? Uh, we're on the same page. And it goes beyond that. You know, we have multiple, I think it's, goodness, over 20 different commissions and boards that are volunteer yep. run. Yeah. But the problem with all those boards is the city council has to hear from all those boards and staff has to deal with all those boards. So you have a city council meeting, you're on council, mm -hmm. 
How long has staff sat in the bleachers at council meetings waiting for their turn to get up and talk? And those are hours not spent being productive. I agree. Not spent doing their job. And the more boards, the more commissions, the more diversity commissions, you know, Indian Affairs commissions, all these things that the city just doesn't need. The more more of those you have, the more time that staff wastes. Pare it down. Yep. Pare this stuff down. Um, relook at your budget. If you're spending, if your city is spending things on stupid departments that there's, I'm sure there's a constituency for somebody's calling for it. Right. But I just drove over some big potholes today and I'm like, get those people out there to fill the potholes. Yeah. What's the environmental damage due to blown tires that are just thrown in the landfill because you didn't fix the potholes. Oh, and tires are made of what? Oh, fossil fuels. Yeah. Well, rubber and fossil fuels to get them right. Yeah. It's mostly mostly petroleum. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what is this stuff made of? It's all petroleum based or, or petroleum is heavily involved in mining it and, 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 you know, getting it out of the earth, whatever. So I just Um, drove back up from Phoenix. You drove up from Cam Verde. Usually you see a couple DPS officers in the media and somewhere. I see one, not a single one. And And this is why. Yep. So this is why one of the things I encountered was, okay, they're working on the highway between Phoenix and black Canyon city. Um, and actually up to sunset rest area, but they're making it wider. Yeah. A lot of construction there. And Arizona has a law that if any vehicle is in the shoulder flashing their lights, you either need to merge over or slow down state law. So workers there flashing lights right on the edge of the freeway. What do I do? I merge out of the fast lane. What does the guy behind me do? I, I know. Speeds up. I know. They slow Because they're up. mad at you. They yes. speed up and pass you on the right. No, they, they pass me on the side. So the workers were on the, on the fast lane side. They're on the oh, shoulder okay, okay. of the road. Okay. On the fast I see lane. what you're saying. And yeah. I was passing people in the fast lane. I was, yeah. I'm not going to confess to speeding on the radio unless it be held against me, but I was, yeah. I was going. Criminal. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, I see the person behind me. I'm like, he's not going to slow down for these workers. So I, what I actually did was I merged halfway over and blocked him. Oh, yeah. And because I'm like, potential, I'm not going to let you potential run over road a rage. But go ahead. Anyhow, it's the blaring the horn and stuff. I'm like, no, you're not going to hit one of our highway workers because you're an idiot. Yeah. I am going to forcefully slow you down. And when we get past them, you can blow by me. That's fine. I, it's out of control. And that's an enforcement issue. Yep. Because I see it all the time too, Mark, when yep. I'm driving. And everybody listening probably sees it. And it's just like, I had a Californian that wouldn't move out of the left lane. There's a bill down at the legislature, by the way, to increase the, I think it was Senator Gowan uh, was pushing this one, to increase the fine to $250 if you stay in the left lane forever. Yep. Because it forces people to drive around on the right yep. and do stupid things. And passing on the right side is not ideal. In, no. in, in any way, uh, means or fashion. So we, we do need the enforcement. Uh, it does upset me that, you know, DPS is out there saying, Hey, we need more quote unquote. Uh, we, we're not asking for gold plated toilets or diamond license plate covers said, uh, Jeffrey Hawkins, Arizona state troopers association. We're talking about boots on the ground, answering calls and protecting citizens. We got, we get so many calls asking, why aren't you enforcing the HOV laws? Is yes. that, that's the, the highway well, laws, right? Yeah. High. Well, I call it the high output vehicle lane, but it's actually the high occupancy okay. vehicle lane. Okay. It's simple. <laughs> there are no troopers. Jeffrey yep. Hawkins said, so, um, yeah, you know, they, they, yeah, there are 500 vacancies right now. Uh, they have 39 dispatch vacancies. So you know when you call up and you're like, "Hey, I got this injury. I'm bleeding out." You know, you want yeah. you want someone to answer the phone and not yes, ding, 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 holding hold music. Um, the rate of being uh, filled here in Phoenix is 61 percent, which is what we refer to as a D minus. So it's not an F. It's not quite an F yet. That's bad. But yeah, it's, so you're going to have to increase that pay. But I'm not. 
I don't want to be the one here to say we need bigger government. We need more taxes. We need more with the money's there. Stop spending it on stupid crap and get back to the basics. Mm -hmm. We should have enough law enforcement officers who are properly paid. So we live in a society that doesn't, you know, resemble San Francisco and, and New York and other places. Yeah. It's pretty simple. And we need to change what we're doing as far as punishment. Like (laughs) I said this before, but a financial punishment isn't really enough. Because the rich, it's nothing. The poor, it crushes them. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. But Educational, like the person who is just cruising in the fast lane doing whatever speed. Uh, and if they're from Why? California, it should be $500. But go ahead. Go ahead. Go but ahead. you should be forced to, uh, you got to take the Chinese approach of re-education <laughs> camps. You need to put them in driver <laughs> re-education <laughs> camps. If you are not actively uh, passing somebody, get the heck out of the left you, lane. Mark's going Mao on us here today. He's, he's Mao when it comes to traffic. It's like, it's, you should be working on side road and chain gang, picking up the yeah. trash and stuff. Well, yeah. it does play a part maybe mad. I had a friend when I was younger who, his car broke down the side of the road and uh, sure enough, somebody hit him and killed him. Uh. And it's, you know, it's, it's too easy when someone's, you know, trying to change their spare tire or something. It's easy, too easy for them to trip backwards or fall no, or yeah. something. Yeah. And or then you, you've hit them. Someone drifting, them. not paying attention. And I, I, whenever I see someone pulled over and, and there's like grass, like there's the, the shoulder that's yep. paved and then there's like grass you could clear. I'm like, just keep pulling over. Yeah. Like I, I'm like pulling over to the point where you're going off a cliff almost, you know, <laughs> because I'm like, somebody's not going to be paying attention. All right. Uh, I, I want you to, you know, practice your second amendment. Um, skills and your second amendment constitutional rights uh, right uh, timberline firearms and training is the absolute best out there and they have all kinds of training courses for you to, you know your beginner your intermediate your expert level plus the stop the bleed course yep. which is really important timberline firearms and training has all of this and i want you to call them up and book one of these courses right now 928-526-7900 you've been on the fence about and i'm like oh i'm, I'm just good i go out and shoot once a year and I'm going to be like Rambo. You know, it's just like, I, I'm just perfect. No, you just no. get your M60 and it's training. Good to go. Yeah. Take advantage of their indoor shooting range as well. Plus their firearms, ammunition, Liberty safes, accessories. They got it all. 928-526-7900. 928-526-7900. Timberline firearms and training just five minutes north of the Flagstaff Mall. So yeah, we've got to fill those positions. But what I hate when we get to budget time this time of year, Mark, is, oh, we need more money. We need more money. It's not the case. It's it's there. We're living yep. this budget, even though it's going, we're in, in this imaginary budget crisis on the statewide level, is at minimum going to be the third high, highest budget in Arizona history. Okay. We are not in a budget crisis. No. Because the economy is still booming, which means you're still bringing in lots of income tax, lots yes. of sales tax. People have bought a lot of new cars, which you, every year I have to pay a huge amount because I have two newer cars mm-hmm. and it's based on how new the car is and how yep. valuable it is. There's plenty of tax revenue coming in. The problem is mismanagement. They're not managing the budget correctly. No, and, and they're doing too much. They're, 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 and they're doing too much. Too bloated. Yeah, they're not doing the priorities. Yep. They're doing stuff they shouldn't be doing. Sustainability commissions. What happens when actually the economy tanks? The budget is going to never, it's never going to happen. Apparently they're not planning. Look at what happened last time. They literally sold the Capitol buildings. Yeah. 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 You literally. Know, yeah. People don't remember this. People we don't mortgaged remember this. off the Capitol, you know, and we had to basically rent them back. Yeah. And they eventually bought them back. There must've been a buyback clause in yeah, there or something. Sure there must've been. I mean, what a, what a, what a scam all that was. And it right. all goes back to 08 and the, and the, 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 the bloated budget that's happened. Like at that just point. like today we're going just like today. Yeah. We're, we're right. We're right back where we were. Yep. Except what I fear is it's going to be far worse because we're not as nice. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, <that's> nice. <laughs> I mean, it, niceness has degraded since 2008. Plus, we're, we're so heavily in debt. Yes. It's, I, I just heard a figure. I was listening to somebody else, uh, another podcast. I think seven or $8 trillion of treasuries turning over in the next 12 months. Seven or $8 trillion <laughs> is coming home. Well, and has to be refinanced. You think interest rates are going down a lot? How could how are you going to attract wow. people to buy seven eight trillion dollars worth of treasuries? You're going to have to jack the rates up. I, I, you have to offer more money. I have a hard yep. time seeing these rates coming down uh, significantly. I think we're going to talk with Kim Dawson from uh, Nova Home Loans too. I, I think that's coming up in the second hour. Got to check my schedule. I'm just hot coming back into town. So all right, love to hear from you. Talk <laughs> with Jeff at iCloud.com. You can text as well eight seven seven ninety seven one three ninety seven one. I had a couple silver coins in my hand mark uh, you saw that when you came in nice uh, silver eagles I, I paid a little premium you pay a little premium for like the u.s minted ones i just wanted some of those yep. um very distinct coins i got them from desert gold exchange been buying physical gold and silver from desert gold and desert gold exchange for years and they do a great job and justin actually texted me a little while ago he's like did it did you get it because he, sh- he ships them you know he ships them throughout arizona throughout the country um but no matter where you're at in, in, in especially northern arizona he'll get you those and then and then he follows up and you know does a good job make sure that his uh fees and commissions are the lowest out there guaranteed so you get the most physical gold and silver for your dollar converting your dollar 888-852-4343 888-852-4343 or go to desertgoldexchange.com Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orvitz Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. All right, if you get a rock ship in your windshield, remember to stop by Diamond Auto Glass as soon as possible, right on Fourth Street in Flagstaff, because repairing that chip will stop it from spreading and save you from a costly windshield replacement. If you've had windshield replacement before, like Mark has, you got a chip still? I still have a crack. Crack? Okay. Not is it a big crack? It is, but it's not straight down the it. middle, so I don't. Oh, it's not in my line of sight, so I'm, I'm procrastinating. You're okay. You're, okay. you're lucky, DPS. You're, yeah. you're lucky DPS ain't out there in force right now. That's why you don't drive President's Day. Drive the next day. <laughs> drive the, yeah, very good. <laughs> All right, and hey, go to Diamond Auto Glass. They'll take care of those rock ships. If you get a full crack, then you need a new windshield. You get full coverage with it afterwards. So rock ship repair is included for free. No appointment necessary. 928-779-4140. 928-779-4140. Or go to thedifferenceisclear.com. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. All right, welcome back. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, thanks to the Rodeo Steakhouse for sponsoring this segment of the show. The Rodeo Steakhouse in Williams get a great steak, uh, great ribs, great meal, just, and a good time out in Williams. Rodeo Steakhouse, stop on by. Uh, Mark Howitz here with me, who's just fresh off of um, driving a car that drove itself. What was this? Okay, so we were down on a vacation rail in Phoenix. My wife had a marathon out in Apache Junction. Yes, she do. I'll tell you in a second. Okay, we were right, at the right. Lost Dutchman Marathon. Okay. And uh, she's been training for this like crazy. And she actually got fourth for women and I think 20th or 22nd for overall men. And oh, women, wow. Rachel. Which is awesome. Good. Awesome. She's great. Uh, uh, running in that snow and Flagstaff has paid off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she got out there every day with her 
little micro spikes on our shoes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I saw her. Yeah, I was like, move over. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. <laughs> so we were down there for that. And uh, so we're at the vacation rental. I'm taking my daughter walking around the block. And uh, I see this car pull up. And I thought it was one of those Google cars that re- records the street view. Oh, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen them, yeah. You know, with the cameras. Yep. And, uh, and she's like, Dad, there's nobody in that car. And I look, I'm like, oh, there's nobody in this car. Oh, weird. No driver, no anything. And it, it goes around the block. And it comes back, and I'm like, oh, no, there's, she's like, there's a person in the passenger seat now. Hmm. And I'm like, huh. And I, I noticed it says Waymo on there, so it, W-A-Y-M-O. So I Google it real quick, and it turns out it's the former Google Drive. It's a Google product. Google's okay. doing this thing. Driverless they, car. Driverless car. They took a bunch of Jaguar electric vehicles hmm. and put radar, LIDAR, and a whole bunch of cameras all over the thing. What's LIDAR? Is that something we it's get the laser. politicians? Oh, okay. It's like radar, but it uses lasers to sense. Just, yeah. measure LIDAR. Where are. Okay. LIDAR. Yeah. Not a, <laughs> it's, it's not like gaydar for politicians, LIDAR. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, anyway, so we're riding oh, in Mark. the, uh, <laughs> we, uh, we see the Waymo, right? And we're like, oh, we got to try this thing. So I'm like, all right, Rach, you know, my wife and two kids are like, let's order up the, the Waymo and go get our groceries for, you know, spend the week down here. Yeah. And so I, uh, I downloaded the app. Did you and, get in the front? Enter my information. And, uh, and it shows you, it's kind of, it works like Uber. You can see where the cars are, how far away they are, how much it's going to be all this. Oh, stuff. it didn't show up yet. Okay. So you're still so, in the, like the, you're still in the app stage. Still in the app stage. Okay. And, uh, it's like, all right, cars three minutes away. So we're like, all right, let's go outside and jump in the car. And the car pulls up. Um, you push on your phone, unlock the doors mm. and the door handles pop open. You get in. And, um, doesn't unlock it for you. You have to unlock it. Is that how you trigger it? Yeah. Okay. It's you getting okay. in. Right? All right. So it's connected to your, you know, connects to your phone, whatever. And we get in and the uh, car, you know, it goes around the block and it goes to pull out of the neighborhood and it's supposed to go left. And instead it goes right. Hmm. I'm like, hmm. And then it goes up to the next block, turns into a residential neighborhood. I'm like, are we picking somebody else up? What's going on here? <laughs> and it goes into a cul-de-sac and whips around really fast in the cul-de-sac. And it, this thing is so precise. I don't know if we were a half inch from hitting a vehicle that was parked there. Mm. I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, we're going to crash. You know, it jolted me. I was like, well, we're going to crash into this thing. It oh, it's like a quick stop. It, no, it's just like, it can sense how close cars are where it can, it can just miss hitting another car by like a quarter inch or something. Oh, wow. It's, okay. it's a little freaky at times. Anyway, it gets us to the grocery store and drops us off and everything works well. And uh, other than that, a couple wrong turns, but we go in shop, we come out, we call the car back and the car come back, comes back and gets us again um, and takes us back was home. Was it waiting? Was no. It a different one. Different one. Yeah. So you call up a different and it took and you home. Did you get in the front seat? Was yeah, there, was, the front. was there like a dummy, like a mannequin? No. I'm sorry. A- I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, Olivia and I were joking on this today. We, we stopped at a restaurant on the way out of Camp Verde to get to go. Um, and, and we talked about mannequin. I said, I'm sorry, a, a demican. A a, a oh, sorry. Anyway, a uh, yeah, yeah. No, uh, there wasn't a mannequin. It was just a. Was there a wheel? So there's a wheel. Okay. Which I was like, I don't know why they even have, bother having yeah, a steering wheel, yeah, right? And the yeah. seatbelt is clicked like there's the invisible man's there, right? So it's there's the seatbelts closed on the driver. Oh, so that way it doesn't ding the whole time. Yeah, I guess so. Because <laughs> they, they can add lidar, but they can't get rid of that sensor. You or can the, never get or rid the of the steering wheel. Yeah, or the steering yeah, wheel. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess just to give people some comfort that they could get control but they probably couldn't that's fine i i I guess slow speed i I don't know if i want to be doing you know 75 on a freeway and that thing okay so this it it got us back and forth fine it was interesting and it it drives exactly the speed limit is it if the speed limit is 40 it's like and we're we're right next to another one we're like racing each other (laughs) in these driverless cars at at exactly 40 what was the do you remember the price 
Yeah, it was uh, it was about nine bucks to get to the grocery store, which was eh, a mile and a half, two miles away. So yeah. is that comparable to a cab or an Uber? I just comparable to cab or an Uber. Okay. Yeah, and it was super fast getting to us. I mean, three minute wait on either end. Yeah, and it did. Here's what was interesting: we got up to a light, and I was like, "Will this thing make a right on red?" And it did. It, it like did. it pulled forward a little bit, like a human would, and it was looking with its cameras, and mm. like would start to go. And it's like, no, cars creeping coming. out a little bit. Yeah. This is and interesting. It goes, and it, I guess I'll have to try it at some point. I mean, it's, I think just to, I think the technology is so good now. There's kids like my kids. I wonder if they'll actually drive because I have little kids. I've got a kindergartner. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's Age you kid, might yeah. be right. I mean, it, and there's we've gone over this before. The number of you know 16 year olds getting their license is is plummeting. Yeah, you know, people are waiting and waiting. Whereas you and I were like. Phew, I'm down there that day. If okay. there's school, I'm down there. I'm, I'm ditching. There's a couple of interesting things about this Waymo. First, you have to be 12 years old to download the app. Okay. So I'm telling, that's telling me a 12 year old could call up the car yeah. and be like, take me wherever. And you know, if you're going to run away from home, you've got a new way to get further now. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I guess <laughs> but, so. Uh, very trackable though. Very, very trackable. trackable. Yeah. Uh, but here was the glitch. Uh, we totally forgot to throw in the kids booster seats. Cause they're still at that age where eh, probably at least one of them should have a booster seat. And uh, we're going down the road in the Waymo and the uh, operator comes on. And I don't know if this thing is AI or a real person I'm talking to. Yeah. And it sounds a little strange. You don't even know anymore. And they're like, hi, we see you have a couple kids in the back seat. Uh, we need to verify if they need to be in boosters or not. Oh. Are they eight years old? And I'm like, I'm not even sure if I'm talking to a computer or a real person. And I'm like, uh, yeah, they're eight, which I lied. Mm. So I'm you like, sped today? You lied today? But go ahead. All right, don't. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> so the question came up, you know, if this is an AI computer I'm talking to, is it a, is it morally wrong to lie to a computer? Hmm. I mean, to, if I lie to a person, all right, that's, there's a moral issue there. But if you lie to a computer. That's a good point. Are we going to have to face this philosophical question more and more going forward? Right. Um, then there'll be laws that, you know, somebody helped you fill out a loan and it was an AI, you, know, you lied to the AI computer. So um, I, I guess it, I guess it depends. So we get to the store and my wife calls me out. She's like, you lied. I'm like, well, it's yeah. a computer. It's a computer. I didn't and lie. I, I'm yeah. like, you well, think. now we're at the store. If I don't lie, are they you're not, not getting gonna, back. So now you're not like, home. Yeah. What yeah. am I going to do? Interesting. <laughs> so, yeah. so they asked me again, like, same thing. You know, the kid's eight, and I'm like, uh, well, they're exempt from car seats. And he's like, okay. And mm-hmm. he, and he, he or it hangs up, whatever it was. Oh, yeah, I don't know if that's a yeah. he or she when you're talking to the AI. Right. That is a they, them. <laughs> right? <laughs> all right. All right. Um, if you're um, watching the stock market lately, and we'll get back to this in just a second here with Mark Howitt. Um, I've been noticing the the Magnus, Magnificent Seven, you know, that, and I got to talk with Glenn Least about this. There's like a very few stocks that are bringing up the whole market. And I'm talking about the old Earl Brunner. No, and it may have been magnificent, magnificent five, but maybe it's, I'm thinking seven because of the old movie, um, the old, uh, yeah. um, Western movie, but there's, there's like five or six stocks or something that are bringing everything up. Right. right? And they're like, like your Facebooks, your Googles or things like that. And it's, it's like their valuation is more than multiple countries combined. It's kind it's kind of crazy and also kind of scary because a lot of the other companies in, in these markets aren't doing as well. Uh, right. So yeah, you re- really need to talk with someone who, who knows this stuff. I got to bring Glenn back on it to, to hit on this as well. Uh, Glenn wants to put the power back into the hands of all the investors that, you know, have, have been coming to him for years, make their portfolios great again, 
work with them when it comes to the crazy wokeness that's going on in on the corporate boards and you know deciphering everything that's going on nowadays is more complicated than ever before uh let glenn look at your portfolio do a portfolio review complimentary you know no obligation there give them a call 928-225-2474 928-225-2474 that's glenn least at wt wealth management 928-225-2474 we'll see if the self-driving thing becomes the huge thing like you're saying it is or if it just is it a is it a you know kind of a niche kind of thing and people try it and some people use it and then others like eh you know will it kick in i don't i don't know i think it's um i think it's going to replace the uber driving and also the taxi cab you might be right it's, it's taxi cabs have declined since uber yeah and i think uber's going to decline because of this because you know there's no driver there's no risk of you know if you've heard of uber drivers getting attacked there's no risk of that yeah, it's, yeah. And the thing is super fast getting to you. I mean, it's... I saw a Schwarzenegger movie, though, once in, like, the 80s or 90s where there was a Johnny Cab, and yeah. he ripped that Johnny Cab, like, they had the robot <laughs> right. in, the, in the wheel, you know, doing holding it, like, fake, and he ripped yeah. that thing out. Yeah. You know, and drove it by himself with the stick. I think the next real step is they're going to they're gonna have specialty cars. You're not going to see a steering wheel. You're going to have, like, three seats in the front, three seats in the back. It's going to be more optimized to carry more people and get rid of the, rid of the stuff that, you know, they're going to be drones. They are the drones of driving. I wish we had drones, like personal planes, like drones you buy in the store, but big version of that, that I can go sit in and fly you around. And fly around. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and you I, don't have to you, do the flying. You don't need the pilot's license. It, the drone yeah, flies. I just still fly though. I, I'm a control freak. You know? <laughs> uh, speaking of roads, uh, representative David Cook at the Arizona state legislature. Um, we've talked about him a couple times There's a heated race between him and, um, Wendy Senator Rogers. Wendy Rogers. This will be interesting to watch. He did propose something though that I do like, and you probably will as well, Mark, um, trying to fix the road that leads from Strawberry to Fossil Creek. Yep. Uh, apparently, Fossil Creek, as you know, we've talked about it in, in years past, on the, plenty of times on the show, beautiful area east of uh, Camp Verde and then south of like Strawberry Pine, yep. Payson-ish, yeah. kind of that area. There's a road off 260 just outside Camp Verde that you, it's maybe 12, 10, 12 miles long, something long like that. It takes about 45 minutes to an hour. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's a rough road. It's a rough road. And it used they to, did fix it recently, but still. And it used to go through all the yes. way. Yes. And some years ago, they closed it off, uh, probably to limit how many people were going down to Fossil Springs. Well, but. that's what I'm gleaming from what he, he has a proposal to fix the second. There's only one access. So think about this. I don't particularly like going an hour down a road and having no way out. Right. If something happens, I've been on Fossil Creek Road before and a big storm hits and there's literally water flooding across that road. Parts of that road, there's a sheer drop off down to the canyon bed oh, yeah. or whatever. If that washes out and it has washed out, you're stuck there perhaps for days now. Or if there's a fire like there was. There's a fire. Yep. Recently. You can't. Where's your second exit point? Now, the road from Strawberry to Fossil Creek from my understanding, used to be pretty much maintained by SRP. SRP removed a lot of those hydro dams mm-hmm. along Fossil Creek years back, and then voila, the road shuts down, and now there's no second access. So he's saying, hey, this, this thing, for safety reasons, should be fixed to allow a second access point because from Strawberry down to Fossil Creek you know, is much quicker than mm-hmm. all the it's way fast. from Camp Verde, yep. and um, there's safety concerns here. Uh, again, this goes back to a matter of priorities when it comes to our, 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 our dollars, our tax dollars and the misallocation. I, when I look at things and I say, Hey, do we want access to some of these great places? 
do we want safety when it comes to DPS officers or do we want sustainability departments and woke nonsense and all the crap we see in these budgets? And I'd say, Hey, it'd probably be better to have a road um, that goes through and connects you. You've done search and rescue. makes sense. Oh, it makes a lot of sense. And you know, at a time like right now, when you have a budget surplus still, despite despite their whining, the economy is still in a boom phase for now, for now, now is the time to get all your roads, everything, all your infrastructure, as maintained as you can, yeah. because you are not going to have money for it five years from now or whenever the exactly. recession is. Now, in the past several years, we should have been doing this. I've yep. been kind of preparing my family since the crash of 08 and 09, right? <laughs> right? I'm surprised, you know, because I was like, I don't want to go through that again. You might be the same way, oh, Mark. Yeah. It's like, uh, let's uh, squirrel away some some extra stuff here now, and we're getting on the tail end of that and beyond. All right, love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, send in your email comments. Hey, um, I got... Uh, my insurance requoted or Angela did from, from all state insurance agency. Uh, I highly recommend you do that as well because we saved quite a bit of money. And nowadays everyone's saying you can't save on insurance. You can't save on insurance. That was not my experience with Eric Boatner, all state agency and Flagstaff. Um, really did a good job on our auto, on our home. If you have motorcycle, RV, off-road vehicles, boats, uh, business owners, life insurance, all that. Uh, Eric Boatner and Lisa Boatner at all state agency and Flagstaff They've taken great care of my family. I think they'll do the same for you as well. 928-774-8722. 928-774-8722. Hang tight. Back in a minute. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the jeff orbit show all right let's uh hit next hour on the security you encountered there's on the legislature yes it's upticked um you had to go down there to physically register to be able to comment Yes, that's kind of crazy. It was ridiculous. It took 30 seconds. Yeah, let's hit on it. Truckers boycott New York City. I'm going to hit on that some more. Um, plus, uh, oh, prisoner work programs. I, we got so much stuff. We'll, we'll, we'll keep working through it next hour. Hang tight. Don't go anywhere. Back in just a few. Thanks for listening to the Jeff Orbit Show. Portions of this show may be pre-recorded. And remember, the information provided on the show does not constitute legal, medical, financial, or tax advice. All information is the opinions of the host and his guests. You should always seek the advice of a professional regarding any of these complex issues to make sure all circumstances of your situation are properly considered. Remember to catch the podcast by looking up the Jeff Orbit Show on your favorite podcast provider, including places like Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, and more. Also available on Rumble and on YouTube. Just look up Orvitz, O-R-A-V-I-T-S. And remember, the show streams Monday through Friday at 4.06 p.m. right up at talkwithjeff.com. Also available on FM on 97.1 FM, the big talker throughout northern Arizona, and 107.9 FM in the Prescott area. 
This portion of the show is brought to you by Sportsman's Bar and Grill. This is the Jeff Orvid Show. All right, welcome back. Hour two of the show. Mark Howitz here with me. In a minute, we'll talk with uh, Kim Dawson from Nova Home Loans. Um, where's the rate cuts from the Fed? <laughs> I thought it was going to happen right in the beginning of the new year, right, Mark? No, no. No, nah, they'll wait closer to election time. Oh, no, it's just shocking. That's absolutely shocking. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. I still want to get into this Rockin' Ranch State Park that I went to. Um, I also want to get into prisoner work programs and, oh, Mark's trip down to the Capitol today. Fresh back from the Capitol. Fresh back from the Capitol. So we'll hit on all that. Uh, comments will pile up and we'll get to those tomorrow. So if you got anything, get them in. Olivia's scheduled to be on the program tomorrow. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Let's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com before we get to Kim. Uh, want to remind you, if you need to get your heater fixed, Call my good friends at Gettles High Desert Mechanical. They've done a great job for my family for years now. They've been doing a great job for families throughout northern and central Arizona for, I don't know, three-plus decades. Been doing this for a long time, including new construction, custom design, retrofitting. So you're talking HVAC systems and plumbing. Give them a call, whether you're in the Prescott area, Flagstaff, Verde Valley, Sedona. 928-567-2200, 928-567-2200. 928-567-2200, 928-567-2200, or go to Gettles, that's G-O-E-T-T-L-S, GettlesHDM.com. All right, let's welcome back to the program, Kim Dawson. She's with Nova Home Loans. Kim, how are you doing today? Good, and you? I'm good. Where's, where's our Fed rate cuts? You promised me. <laughs> I think that's what everyone's saying. You yeah, know, right? taking out all of their their acts and takes. What happened? I think um, economic reality and other factors came to light, and they're like, "Well, wait a second. Is that what happened? They slammed the brakes on, or what?" They did. You know, because at first they were like, "Hey, everyone's struggling. We got to help them. We got to do this. We got to cut rates." And it was like, "Okay, okay, let's do this." But as they saw that us as consumers are still buying, we're still shopping, we're still doing this because as consumers, we are maintaining. That's what we do. You know, yeah. um, we have to buy our groceries. We have to pay our bills. Um, we have to buy a home. It, you know what I mean? So we are maintaining and they saw that as a positive thing. So they're like, hold on, hold on. Let's not mm. cut the rate. You know, let's just kind of, Stabilize it. Things are great. I mean, <laughs> the relief side is your cost margin for the rate that you paid is actually a lot less than what you paid, you know, three, four months ago. Um, so I remember you telling me, Kim, about some of the buy down options. And it was like people were spending a fortune to try to get that 30 year rate down to probably where it's at now. I mean, where, where is a 30? What, what are you seeing like a 30 year rate, 30 year rate now in a mortgage? Uh, on average, I mean, yeah. like, like right now, I mean, if you're paying a point, you're going to be probably like in the mid to high sixes. Okay. Um, you know, possibly in the low sevens. Yeah. Just depending upon credit, what you're putting down, um, you know, all of that. But the cost of it is not as high as it was, like I said, three to four months ago, even five months ago. So... So that's good news. That's kind of nice. Yeah, that's that's kind of nice. But, <laughs> that's kind of nice. <laughs> but what's not what's not nice though, Kim? And then Mark's got a follow up question for you. I think as well is that people are they? How did you put it? They're getting getting by, or or um, 
they're, they're maintaining. They're maintaining. And a, a lot of what they're doing is charging it up though. I mean, I've seen this we happen are. a lot and because we're maintaining and I don't, Overall, I don't know. I don't know. I'm shocked every day, Kim. I don't know how long you continue just maintaining when you're borrowing I, from exactly. the credit card. So, I, I mean, some of us are feeling it more than others. Yeah. And every day it is getting that much more. So I've had people call to do a refinance to consolidate their credit card debt and so forth. Um or to try to pull a, a little bit of extra cash out that they can yeah. to kind of help bridge this gap until things can get better for them. So um, I know people gripe about like, oh, interest rates are so high on housing, but wait a minute. If you look at the history, like I've been doing this since 1999. Mm-hmm. So before that, like in the 80s that I've heard about, interest rates were like 16, 18% by a home. Yep. So the average that I've seen have been six and 7%. So, me, me too. Yeah. yeah well, that's funny. You mentioned that Kim, cause yeah. I, my first house was I think 91, 92. And I was right in that uh-huh. six to 7% range yeah. back then. So was right. ours in, in 90, I think we were 98. We bought it. Angela and I bought our first yeah. house, Kim, and it was yeah, seven, six and a half, seven percent 7%. Correct. So when you look at the timeline between then to today, there's no other time that it's been two to 3% except for this little blip that occurred. Does that make sense? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, I, so, in, in my wording, they juiced it. They juiced yeah. it up. So people would go out. So Kim, let's, let's break this down. I've bought a lot of houses. And I think Jeff has too. And uh, you know the, the system well. So for the, the newer home buyer, you use words like points, uh, buy down, go into explaining a little bit of what the, what is a point? Yeah, that's a good, good point, Mark. So points are, <laughs> <laughs> points are what it costs us for that rate. Meaning if I'm saying it's going to be seven and a half percent and I'm charging you a half a percent in points, I purchase all of us banks, investors, brokers, whoever it is, you purchase rates from Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac and what they sell it to you and what you buy it from for them. We're now turning around and selling them to our consumers mm-hmm. because you don't send your loan directly to Fannie or Freddie. You know, you, the middleman and we are the middleman and so those are those points because that's what it costs for us to get it from fanny and freddie so the more points you pay the higher the amount that you can you buy down that interest rate and you're paying it you're paying it up front basically uh Mm -hmm. instead of over the long term Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it used to be i don't know tell me if this is still true it used to be a, a point if you paid a percentage point down like paid an extra percentage point uh, as you're down or fee or whatever, you'd save about a quarter percent on your mortgage rate, right? Is that my historically saying? So if a, a consumer paid a percent, paid a point, they'd save about a quarter percent. Does that still hold or is it just vary? It varies. Okay. Okay. Uh, because everything now today is very credit savvy. Okay. As far as like so, your credit score and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, because paying a point, you could pay one point. And that could be an eighth of a eighth of a cost of the rate. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You know, you get less, cases, you get less nowadays for everything. Correct. <laughs> correct. <laughs> it, it just, it just is, yeah. you know, cause back, back in the day, it used to be rule of thumb. If you're paying a point, hopefully your rate is down at least a half a percent or more. Oh, wow. 
you know, that was kind of where it was. And it's that kind of like that, you know, or if you refinance, you wanted to make sure your rate was one, one point less than where you are. So your points, when you use them, you've got to be careful how you word them and use them because are you talking about points in regards to rate or are you talking about points in regards to cost? That so, upfront cost. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's, there's different meanings for, for the word point. So if your current rate, let's say you're at, I don't know, let's say 7.875 and you're like, I want to go down one point. Okay. So are we trying to get down to 6.875? Okay. Because that's not going to cost you one point. That's going to cost you more. That's going to cost you like but if eight we're trying points, to right? get, <laughs> Yeah, that's going to cost you. You, bet, you better be in that house for a long time. Um, exactly. At, at that, yeah. But, but today, us as consumers, our lives are so busy, nobody stays in their house that long anymore. Mm. Yeah, you know? they're, they're moving it. What is, what is the average? A couple yeah. couple years, every few years, people it. are moving. We're like, we're like three, three to five. Three to five years, people are moving. Yeah. And it used to be, it's like, I've been in my house for a very long time. I think you have Kim as well. Mark has as yeah. well. Um, but I think we're just oddballs at this point because people move <laughs> around a lot. But that used to be a real, like, you get your roots down and- Correct. You know, and then eventually I burned my mortgage papers because I paid it off 30 years later. And then, Correct. you know, the grandkids fight over you're building roots, you're building, you're building a foundation. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're planting yourself today. Yeah. That's not it. Because like I said, we're so busy and work itself moves people. Yeah. So I heard a statistic so, a while back that nowadays the average person lit moves 26 times. Are you kidding me? In their lifetime. And I started to count mine, how many times I've moved, counting when I was younger, <laughs> yeah. a single guy and all that. And I was on track for that number. Yeah, I don't know. You, you, know, you move an apartment, you yeah. stay in an apartment six months, you move to another apartment, no, that's true. it adds up quick. You know, once you're in a home, you stay a little longer. But, you know, compared to my wife's parents who've been in their house for, I think maybe since it was built or right after it was built in the 60s. Wow. You know, uh-huh. They've been there since they basically got married. And they bought it for $13,000. Right. Yeah, or built it for $13,000. Well, let me ask you this, Kim. And we're talking with Kim Dawson with Nova Home Loans. Um, are you seeing a lot of young people uh, it, for yourself, your your personal experience as far as, hey, first-time buyers or people who are you know in the housing market, I guess, at, at, at this point? Or are you hearing from your colleagues in, in other uh, you know mortgage companies, et cetera, et cetera? Are young people buying? Are they getting into this, or is it is it the you know our generation and the boomers? Um, I don't know. It kind of varies. So, like right now, on average, I'm seeing people between like their thirties and forties okay. purchasing, and some of these are first time home buyers. A, a good percentage of them are. So, imagine working, going to school, and all that stuff that your life planning. And again, life changes. So we're now in our 30s, 40s, buying our first home because wow. we're ready mm-hmm. to lay roots. We're ready to establish some kind of real employment type thing. You, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but that, at least for, and again, maybe we're oddballs. I mean, when Angela and I got married back in the 1900s. <laughs> <laughs> like in 1998, that was our first thing. And we couldn't have been, what, 22, 23. And we're like, got to get a house. Got to yeah, get, get a house. Got to get a house. 20 years old. You were 20. Yeah, you 20. were. That was, that was probably even young, 
by yesterday yesterday's standards. But I was yeah, we were probably twenty two, twenty three. And Mark Mark and I were talking about this last hour. Uh, there's less and less people getting driver's licenses at sixteen. When I was oh, yeah. sixteen, I ditched school and I was there. You know, I'm getting my license and everything's being pushed off. It seems much further in our society. Later. Now. Yeah. Oh, I was like driving without a license. I mean, I think yeah, we hung out the same crowds, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was like, I was court ordered to get a driver's license. So. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not, the, it's not the same anymore. Um, and, no. and the pricing is much higher. Baby boomers, in fact, have so much wealth and, um, uh-huh. tied mm-hmm. up at this point, especially in real estate. That's the big, that's yep. a big wealth holder in, in this country by, by far. Um, what do you see coming? Because, okay, with the fed, let me get your crystal ball out here before we wrap up, Kim, <laughs> do you think, because Mark is, thinks so, I think you mentioned it in a past show that it's an election year. They're going to have to push these rates down because consumers are strapped. But I was just talking last hour, seven or $8 trillion in, in, in federal debt is coming due this year that they're going to have to sell treasuries on. And isn't the 30 year, for example, based on in some way, the treasury, the bond market. Yeah. Okay. So how are they going to attract all these buyers? A lot of them foreign to re up their, 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 their bonds, the treasuries, which is then determines mortgage rates when, okay, you want me to re-up all these trillions of dollars. I need some more interest on this. I need to go higher, not lower. I don't, I don't know how they lower this at this point, but give me your take. I think it's going to be like a fire sale type thing there where they're going to be like, Oh my God, we're going to do something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what, and what um, happens though? What's the result of that though? I, I don't. Well, and, and I guess, you know, it's just one of those things. Are they, I mean, things are, things are moving steadily right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, with things moving steadily, does it mean, yeah, are we going to get some of the relief of this rate that they have been talking about? Mm-hmm. We probably might. Um, maybe not quite as what we anticipate it to be. Um, but again, it's slowly settling right now. We've been like in this holding period for the past three weeks. Um, so it'll be interesting to see them kind of creep back down again. Um, but they're not creeping down as fast as they were moving up, you know, oh, no, by, no, by no means. Yeah. They're, so they're, they're not going to give us that benefit. Yeah. Um, so can- as consumers. I've got a question. So a lot of us out there, I've got a rental property that I think I have a 2.7, you know, interest rate on. And there's, <laughs> there's zero motivation for me to pay that back, obviously, because I can get more interest even in my bank account. Um, so at what point, I, I wonder, do these, the big loan companies actually say to the person, you know, with the mortgage, hey, if you pay it off in full right now, we'll discount your, what you owe. So yeah. in other words, if I owe 400000 and I have the ability to pay it off, but I won't because I can invest that money elsewhere rather than paying the loan off. At what point do they say to me, all right, instead of paying off 400000 give us 350000 we'll call it even, and then we can take the money and re-loan it out at 7 8%. Is that going to happen? Is that a possibility? No. Kim, no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I've never, I don't think this has ever, that ever happens um, um, history-wise. But I don't even know if they could because the way they package these and sell these bonds off and all that, it'd be hard to break that down. Well, I'm looking, back loan. At, I'm looking back no, at the uh, I mean, short sale days when they short sold, you know, let people short sell, which okay. that was a little bit different situation. Yeah, back but in that nine, ten, right. yeah. They got some money back instead of 
you know, sitting there with money lost, losing at losing interest rates. Yeah. Basically. Go ahead, Kim. What do you think? Yeah. But if you, if you have this collateral and I don't need to buy it back, why, why am I going to pressure you to pay it off or give an incentive as long as you're maintaining? Cause if I buy that collateral back from you, then I'm the one who's got to sit, maintain and try to get it sold now on my, off my books. Yeah. I'm just looking at like, so we're at a, we have a credit union is one of the things we have. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, if I, if my mortgage with them is at 2.7, but they've given me a savings account that's paying me three and a quarter. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. there's no incentive to pay. They're actually upside home. down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what the, I think. And that's, yeah. that's where the banking um, problems can continue to per- persist. The, the small and regional banks, Remember a year ago, we dealt with that. A couple of them on the verge of collapse and collapse. That's still fresh under the the hood because they did lend the money for so low, and now they're paying out higher interest rates. It was a bad. It was a bad deal for them, and they did it anyway, Kim. Correct, but remember, you look at your interest your interest rate on your credit cards today. Right, yeah, credit cards. They didn't go down, right? <laughs> <laughs> they, they just they're, so they're, people yeah. people forget. They're like. Hey, rates are high and you know, this, this, and this. But when you're like, look at your credit card statement, what yeah. is that interest rate on that? 25. And look at your yeah. payment. Yeah. So as we are maintaining, so to say, but we're charging our credit card Yep. and it's like, okay, this month I'll pay the minimum. Next month I'll add an extra $150 to it because I think I can once I pay all of this. Hmm. So, you're maintaining on flipping this coin and that coin just to make that payment, but you're still charging. And the wonderful thing about credit cards is as you're paying them and maintaining and doing this, guess what? Kim Dawson's doing great on her credit. Let's increase her credit line. I don't need an increase because (laughs) you're increasing it. I'm using it because I need to, but I'm just barely paying it. It's crazy. So well, they're just, at some point, that's going to explode. Yeah, it has to. I mean, it's well over a trillion dollars in credit card debt. Correct. Look, yep. they're just following. Maybe maybe our federal leaders are following the general populace or maybe the general populace. I don't know, chicken and egg thing. That's all the feds are doing. I mean, we're not paying yeah. down or off the national debt when seven or eight trillion dollars yep. comes due this year throughout the year. We're just praying mm-hmm. to refinance it. Yep. That's all Correct. they can do is refinance it. And they're either, either going to refinance it uh, or if they had to pay it off, I guess they could print a bunch of money and then you just pay for it through inflation <laughs> anyway. So it's all the same thing. It's become right. an impossible situation, I think, for, for a lot of people. Um, but let's keep perspective. If you're in a position you can get a home, you can still get it at six point something, 7%. Won't be the end of the world. And this is but there's I, a lot of people that right. are left out of that at this point. Go I ahead, tell Mark. people this yeah. all the time. They, they ask me, shouldn't I wait for when the interest rates are lower? And I say, no. <laughs> because you don't know what's going to happen. No. If, you get, if the interest rates go down, refinance again at that yeah. point. It'll be worthwhile. Right. Well, Kim, if they if we have another black swan type event like COVID or something, right, where mm-hmm. everything goes crazy and all of a sudden, what do the politicians do? Okay, Fed, get the rates back down to 2% to juice the economy. It'll, it'll cause massive inflation. They don't care, though. They just want to get reelected. So you never know what they're going to pull out of the hat, the rabbit that they're going to pull out of the hat. Final thoughts, Kim? Correct. Correct. So, I mean, if you're thinking about buying a house, just buy the house because- you are going to refinance. If you've purchased in the last 10 years, you have at least refinanced once, if not twice, mm. since owning that home. And hopefully so, you have some good equity. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, and for us that are homeowners and we are continuing with, with these credit cards and so forth and we're like, hey, I got a new credit card offer. Let's apply for that. Um, you know, if you can, we got the equity and if it's going to help you, let's refinance. Yeah, it makes so more that, sense than 25%, I guess. So, all right. Correct. Can, hey, I appreciate it. Uh-huh. I don't know if I got the answer I wanted as far as an exact uh, <laughs> date on the, on hey, the rate. It's like the cut. government. Let's go in circles. <laughs> yeah, let's go in circles. No, Kim, it's good, it's good catching up with you, and I appreciate all the updates. We'll talk mm-hmm. with you soon. Okay. All right. Love, love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. You just don't know what's going to happen. That's the thing is they could come yep. up with any. I, I, I am shocked, Mark, every day that the system continues, right? And <laughs> that they pull some guy around. It's just like we keep putting off what I think is inevitable, but there's not, there's little I can do about it at this point because you and I have been warning about it for years. People before us were warning about it. And we've seen a lot of the stuff that they said, oh, that's not going to happen happen and the 34 heading to 35 trillion dollars in national debt all the credit card debt all the problems we're having as a society and i'm at the point where i'm like i can't stop that all i can do is make sure that you all myself my friends my family are prepared as possible and make the best decisions as possible yeah and if you're if you're looking at staying somewhere for a while and you're like i'm not going to buy a home because xyz and this is going to happen well i mean that wouldn't have been a good decision for me but i'm not your financial advisor so you Got to do what you got to do. You know, we both have rentals. And I always say yeah. that a rental is buying somebody else a house. You know, my, yeah, you're pay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my tenants, hopefully you're not listening too close. <laughs> you, you are buying me the house you're in. Yeah. You're making the payment for me. Yeah. And oh, so why a, not yeah. get your own house? Why not buy a house? You know, the interest rates might be high, but at least you're putting money towards your house. You're getting the equity. Yeah. And look, 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 I... I've known this was coming for a long time. I built my life on trying to beat the inflation curve, even when inflation was still running at 2% or less. (laughs) I knew, and I think you knew, and a lot of people listening are like, there's no way we can keep running these deficits and printing money and borrowing money and et cetera, et cetera. And this is going to turn out good. How do I best position myself to be be okay in this situation? So that way, when these ding dong politicians finally, you know, crash the whole thing, mm-hmm. you're in a position that's hopefully less painful than, than some other folks. Yeah. We're pretty late in that stage, I think, but I could be wrong. But when's the best time to plant a tree? Well, you know, 30 years ago or 10 years ago or, or you know, today. Not tomorrow. Not not tomorrow. <laughs> and don't put it off. And I'm not talking just general in, in like house buying or this or that. It's just I'm talking about being prepared and saying, I, I guess I'm done with hoping that some politician is going to go to DC and change something. They're not. It's, it's, it's an unfixable broken system at this point. And I'm kind of sick of even almost even wasting my breath on it other than saying, here's what happened. I don't want to be doing this 10 years from now and be saying, here we, I knew we'd be here in 10 years. Now it's got to be more about being prepared and trying to get through the crap that they're creating real quick. And then we got to it the is, you know, a lot of, a lot of preppers talk about have enough food, have enough water, yeah. all this sort of stuff. You know, the government probably is going to keep the water on. They're probably going to keep the electricity on. But they're not yeah. necessarily going to bail you out of your student loan or your credit card debt or pay down your house for you. Or, you know, you need maybe. to be responsible for those things. Okay? <laughs> maybe we'll be regretting it like the student loan maybe, debt that's going to pay down. Get a student yeah, loan. Or, or maybe <laughs> the mortgages will be the next that will be paid down by these, you know, Yeah, but your retirement, all these things, don't, don't trust the in the government no, for those things. Don't trust the government you know, for anything at this point. It's be a little self-reliant. They're hopeless and they're just going to cause you more pain than, than, than good. They can't even fill the potholes barely anymore. You know, get enough. Yeah. Uh, they can't budget correctly to get enough officers, you know, to, to, to go on. DPS, last night we were talking about, needs 500. 
Yep. They're begging. They're like, we got to get 500 more DPS officers throughout the state. All right. We'll come back. We got more. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. A uh, good way to save money is to go to my good friend, Zach, at Just Wireless and his great team to repair your existing smartphone. Just Wireless can fix your cracked screen, charging ports. Um, the battery is the big one. Mm-hmm. The battery is the big one. Get that fixed. You can get that replaced and keep that phone going for hopefully a couple more years. Save some money and not buy a brand new smartphone. If you want a new smartphone, at least new to you, Just Wireless has a great line of refurbished smartphones. Just Wireless right on Milton Avenue uh, in West Flagstaff or visit them at JustWirelessAZ.com. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. A great way to save some money is also by getting new blinds, shutters, or shades and stopping all that uh, heat loss or in cooling in the summertime from your windows. The Blind Brothers is a company that Angela and I got all new blinds for our home and Flagstaff. They did a great job, great price, did the installation as well. Mention the Jeff Orovitz Show, get half off installation in addition to any other advertised specials. Call the Blind Brothers right now, 928 634 2423. 928-634-2423 or go to theblindbrothers.com. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. Again, I planted uh, first first uh, stuff in the garden. Nice. I mean, we have stuff that onions that are growing from the end of last year, Mark, and it, um, they're they need a long time. I don't know the packages, whatever they say. That's a lie. Onions <laughs> need a long time. At least my onions do. Uh, but we got potatoes in carrots, uh, more lettuce. Lettuce is pretty good. Um, I'm not talking flag. I'm talking like your Verde Valley. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's a pretty good winter crop. And then we got our first batch of, um, uh, or a batch of potatoes. Nice. Um, and uh, surprisingly I, I was able to get some potatoes. They had the, the, well, like seed, but they're little mini potatoes basically with the, Yep, you know the the tubes coming off them or whatever you call them, and uh, Home Depot had some. So, did was, you know that was a uh, the compounding effect in the Irish potato famine was, you know, you grow your potatoes and then you don't get a good crop, and then you start eating your seedlings basically oh. for the next year. Yeah. So then your next year you don't even have enough stuff to to a plant plant, and then you have less potatoes, and it's just this compounding thing of losing and losing. And that was the Irish potato famine. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a bad time. And then that led to a mass immigration into the U.S. And um, Ireland faced... um, And we're still stuck with all those Irish people. Yeah. (laughs) We love our Irish people. (laughs) Um, I've got Irish descendant, too. I think you probably... We should have had a wall between us. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of... uh, Do you have Irish in you at all? I don't know. We've got uh, Welsh and English. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Potato famine, though. That caused a mass mass uh, exodus from which and they finally recovered they actually started doing better but it was it was more a recent thing where mm-hmm. they actually had immigration coming back into their country but it took like a hundred plus years yeah. one note and we're just talking with kim dawson um and you, i think you mentioned hey the way things are going you know i'm i'm worried about this or that or the other thing i look at because there's there's these kind of doomsday predictions 
about the lights are going to go out, the water's going to shut off, and this and that. I, I don't know if that's quite going to happen unless you had some kind of mass um, you know, nuclear war type event, something like that. Mm-hmm. I look at the most jacked up countries in the world. Some of them you've probably been to as well. But you look, you look at some of the countries and they generally keep the lights on and keep the water. It, it may not be the greatest water. Even Gaza <laughs> has the lights on part of the day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, war zones have keep lights going, keep generally speaking. I mean, I've been to some countries where the lights, you have the um, rolling blackouts that happen yep. once a day and the power's out for an hour every day. So I just but watched, it's, uh, it's these I just watched a couple f- end of the world movies, you know, Uh-oh. a couple classics. Uh-oh. So Uh-oh. Which one? So first of all, I watched <clears throat> the new Red Dawn which was not uh, as good as the old. Yeah, it was okay, but so, yeah. you know, up late, bored. I, I watched them back to back. I like, watched the new Oh, one. you watched the new and the old? And then I watched, rewatched the old one with Patrick Swayze oh, and uh, Charlie Sheen. Yeah. And it's like, the odds of that happening, small. Okay. Yeah. And then I watched the movie Finch with... Uh, uh, I've heard of that. Tom... Uh, oh. Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks, Chris, yes. Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Finch? You. Finch. And it's mm. basically, you know, solar flare wipes everything out into the world kind of movie. This must have been early Tom Hanks. No, this is newer. Really? Yeah, yeah. Huh. It's a newer movie. Okay. It's on, it was on Apple TV or one of these. Okay. I'll have, to, I'll have to check that but, out. But, um, you know, <laughs> that's likely not going to happen either. Yeah. Could, I mean, but the, the more likely thing to happen is what? You know. I think an economic collapse. Economic, big recession, yeah, possibly big recession, depression. Yeah. Which, you know, then what are you really going to want? You know, you're going to be savings you know the basic your basic finances need to be in order yeah your ba- basic stuff and so being knowing how to do i think the most important thing the way society is now is knowing how to do stuff even like more work. than like stuff. just simple work like <laughs> fill in your head with some stuff that you can you know do you know how to change a light bulb right okay uh, we were joking about this this weekend and, I mean, and that's the extreme i've had people literally can't change a light bulb i mean do you know how to do something and we were joking about the, you know, there's a company that had the survival seeds or whatever you buy the, yeah, the yeah. vault. And it's a good, it's a great idea. It's, you have seeds, you store them. If you store them correctly, you can plant them. But, but most people don't know how to grow anything. Right. So it ain't going to matter because you're going to be long dead in, in that <laughs> ultimate situation. I don't think it comes to that. I, I think that, but having stuff to grow and being able to do that, I think it's great. I love that I'm doing it with my kids and they're able to see how food's it's actually very produced. very pleasurable. It is. It's, 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 it's calming. Yep. It's one you of the things Thomas Jefferson said. Every man should grow something. It's, yeah. it's good for your soul, basically. It is. And that was when like 98% of the country was, was growing, growing something stuff. <laughs> yeah. and 2% weren't. Now it's two, it's flipped. It's flip-flop. 2% is, uh, is producing for the other 98%. Yep. And uh, you look at, look at the truckers. They were talking about pro, um, blocking New York city from getting stuff after the Trump verdict last week where he, you know, bogus, you know, why would you have a business in New York? At this point, yeah. um, New York, California, and these blue states, they can take everything and anything, and you'll just get a judge to say, it's, 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 it's mine now. But they were saying, hey, let's, let's basically do a blockade on a thing. I don't think it's going to work, but it goes to show you how dependent those cities are no, on, and if on the rest make, of the country. If you make the truckers mad, you know, they, a lot of them pick their loads. They're like, I'll take yeah. this load. I won't take that load. They'll just take a load that goes to Wisconsin instead of New York or to Florida instead of New York. Yeah. And they have ways of putting pressure on you. Without putting themselves out of business. Do you even want to drive into New York and put you, I, I love going to New York City, but I don't know if I'm going back anytime soon. Because what if something happens there? There was just a report of somebody, um, somebody was trying to attack somebody, a, a, a drive, I think it was an Amazon a Prime driver, right? Yeah. And he, he finally picked up like an ice um, icicle, chunk of ice, oh, nice. and, and whacked the guy. He's in jail. He's in jail. Not but the guy who was attacking the driver. Yeah. 
Right? So why would you even want to expose yourself if you want, you know, if you want to, why do you want to expose yourself to a situation where you're going to be in front of some leftist judge that's going to throw you in jail yep. just because, right? The, the illegal will get out, right. but, but you're going to jail. Yeah, they literally let, yeah. you know, five illegal asylum seekers free yeah, after, beating after beating cops, beating cops. And yeah. then you arrest the guy who's defending himself. I don't know his life and his property. I, and what It's crazy. You know, I talked to truck drivers and they would drive, you know, through the Bronx, which has been notoriously a bad part of New York, pull up to a light. And while you're at the light, somebody comes along with bolt cutters, opens the back door. They're empty. They're gone. They're gone. Yeah. And when you pull away, the doors are flapping in the wind and the stuff's gone. Yeah. And then you realize what happened to my load? What happened to my load? Yeah. Now, you know, that becomes a whole issue. We were driving through the Bronx and this is on the freeway, you know, the big freeway in New York. I forget, yeah. I forget what the name of the freeway, but there's a car broken down as we're driving into the city. I think it was the very next day we're leaving. The car is stripped. stripped. <laughs> it's on the side of the major freeway. People and this is a while ago. Right? Yeah, this is, uh, yeah. Oh, this is early nineties. Oh yeah. Now it's just gone. Yeah. You ever see that movie Lord of war where he lands the plane and they, he, they stripped the plane yeah. like <laughs> overnight. It's like they to everything. It didn't matter what it was. It had a use. Yeah. You, know? you knew it. Unbelievable. So you look at the crime stats for New York and LA and they're half of what our crime is in Flagstaff. And I'm like, that can't be right. So what I discovered huh. through crime actually, Perpetrated against me, per perpetrated, per perpetrated, blah, 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 blah. perpetrated, right? Perpetrated yeah. against me. So someone duplicated one of my checks, one of my business checks in LA, and bought a ten thousand dollar drone with it. And nice. my bank caught it. They're like, "This doesn't look like your signature. It doesn't yeah. even look like one of our checks." Yeah. So I call the LA police and say, "Hey, this this crime happened." They're like, "Yeah," and they're like, "Okay, <laughs> come on down and make a report at the station." <laughs> I'm like, I'm in Flagstaff 500 miles away. And they're like, well, we only take in-person reports. You'll have to make the report then in Flagstaff. And what happens is the crime becomes a Flagstaff crime instead of an L.A. crime. So our crime stats go up and L.A. stay low. Oh, so they report. Oh, I get it. Okay. So it now what becomes a, a Flagstaff crime. I'm like, this is yeah. ridiculous. The crime was in L.A. Yeah. And, and you New York were, does the same thing. And you wouldn't even set foot over there. No. To, to put the check out there. Yeah. I know. It's it's unbelievable. Anyway, um, love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, let's see here. You went down to the, so you were down in Maricopa for the great state of Maricopa for the weekend. Yep. Um, on the way back, you decide, because just why not stop by the Capitol? Actually, there was some motivation for this. So okay. I, I went online to the Arizona legislature website and signed into the request to speak system from here in Flagstaff. Yeah. They're like, okay, to validate your account, you have to go to the Capitol <laughs> to the lobby of the Senate building. Wow. Sign in, sign out, and you'll be validated. So, all right. Who I'm came like, up with that? Who came up? It's been that way for a long time. I can time. open up a bank account without going to see anyone, right? Oh, right. I mean, I, I mean, mean, insurance coverage without it, Exactly, to but you want to comment on your legislature. So okay. I was like, all right, fine. I'm in, I'll go down to the Capitol to do this. So meanwhile, we'll tour the Capitol. The old Capitol building has been turned into a museum, and they built a nine-story building behind it. You know, we're the governor and the secretary. Yeah, the of old capital is very nice. Very the, nice. The new stuff's crap. Yeah, the new stuff is crap. Seventies crap. It's yeah. ugly. Mm -hmm. The old stuff's really nice. It's a four-story building. The old thing. It's you can see where they used to meet in the Senate, the governor's office. All this yeah. used to be. It was really interesting. You could see things from the Arizona um, battleship that was sunk at Pearl Harbor. Yes, all kinds of interesting history. So I took my girls through there, my wife, and showed them around. And, um, then went over to the Senate building, signed in, signed out. And they're like, congratulations, you're now validated and you now can make comments on bills when you go back to Flagstaff. Oh, yeah. This is silly. <laughs> but one thing I know, so I worked at the Capitol in 2005. When I was there, there were no metal detectors. There was like one DPS officer for security. Yep. You'd bump into the governor, you'd bump into the secretary of state, 
they talk, you know, like, hey, I'm Jan, you know, Jan Brewer was down there, Secretary of State at the time, like, hey, I'm Jan Brewer. I was like, hey, I'm Mark. And at the time, I was actually subpoenaing her for a case, but. <laughs> whole other story there. Whole other story there. But, uh, you know, it was very open back then. And then. Um, less than 20 years ago. Less than 20 years ago. Yeah. Things, and this is still post 9-11, and things started getting more worried and more worried. So they put metal detectors in there. Mm-hmm. And now this last time I went down, they actually closed off the entire street in front of the Capitol building, so you can't even drive by. Yep. And now they've actually put fences around the parking lot where the Senate staff and Senate tours and representatives oh, park. That's new. I haven't been down that's in like new. two years. Yeah. So that's new. Okay. Used to be wide open. You oh, yeah. Walk, yeah. You can walk right there. Walk, through the walk right that's, by the prisoners. Yep. Cleaning up every morning. <laughs> so, yep. You know what? I was telling my wife this story. Um, when I was working at the Capitol, one of the uh, fellow staff people down there was asking, fellow intern was asking, uh, you know, why do they make the landscape guys wear these ugly orange <laughs> jumpsuits <laughs> you gotta be kidding with me. ADC on the back? I'm like, that's Arizona Department of Corrections. Uh, These are prisoners. And they still work down there. They're nonviolent prisoners, and they clean up the, the grounds around the Capitol. That's Not good. a big deal. That's good. Why aren't we doing that with every prisoner? Well, some are dangerous. All right, if you're so dangerous that we can't trust you with a ball and chain and an orange jumpsuit to go out and work without causing a problem, then how are we ever going to release you back to yeah, society? Yeah, back into society. It's yeah. either you just need to die or... <laughs> You need to be trustworthy enough that we can put you in an orange jumpsuit to clean okay, up. Okay, you stuff. got someone on death row. They're not getting out there, and um, you're not you're not risking that. But I've and maybe it's just Hollywood and the movies. I've seen the old chain gang, you know, and they're out there, and these are the yep. higher risk criminals, and they're all chained together and they're breaking rocks or whatever. Yep. Yeah. I why you, they should be put to work, and in positions that are. Uh, equivalent to their security risk, I guess you'd say. So the yeah. guys that are low risk, that they're in there for six months or a year, yep. they're going to risk having years added to escape. Pro- <laughs> probably not. They didn't do a violent crime. Guys and girls, I should add. Yep. Um, I think, yeah, I, I'd say put them, put them all to work, As even if you got to keep them in there. You know, I noticed I got a new license plate, and it ain't stamped in anymore. It's like a printout now. It's like a sticker. I don't know if yeah. they're doing that. Uh, they used to do license plates, but maybe that's maybe I'm living in the past still. No, they they do. We uh, well, as far as 2005 when I visited, they were still doing that. They're still yeah, you know knows. printing them out. And they had the whole list of like ones you couldn't yeah print because if you ever go on to make a custom license plate, which I just did, um, they ask you to explain the reason for the license, the name of the license plate. Oh yeah, and so what I, it means. My business is high wood construction, so I got my license plate that says high wood, and it, you know you have to say what it means because it might mean. I'm getting high on in the <laughs> it woods. It could or mean something. a couple of things, but <laughs> <Yeah>. we won't. <laughs> yeah. My, my other yeah. license plate it, um, has to do with biking. And I won't spell out how I spelt it, but it spells peddler. Okay. So I like to pedal. And yeah. You could, like, they think, and you're driving like an old Cadillac. Right. With an a old, big trunk. An old hoopty with a big trunk and lower and <laughs> it marks a, and a, <laughs> the local dealer or something. <laughs> the peddler. The peddler. So, uh, you know, so you have to explain it. But um, yeah, anyway, a lot more security at the Capitol, yeah. which is annoying. But the other thing is, you, we talked about, I think it's called the zone, that area of homelessness. Mm-hmm. Um, that they were supposed to clean up. Supposed to clean up. And we didn't actually drive down the street. We were one street away. But you could look down every side street and you're like, oh, yeah. It's still there. Yep. Yep. All right. So if you want to speak to them, you got to go down there and register. They need to change that. I'll start bringing that up when we have members of the legislature yep. on saying, come on, get in this era. 
this millennia and, you know, make this easier. So people, and it's the disconnectedness that you're talking about. We're used to run into governor, used to run into secretary of state. They're all securitized. They're all high and mighty in their, their high castle at this point. And it's a disconnect before, you know, between the uh, elite leaders and the rest of us. And that needs to end. All right. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. You need to get your windshield repaired. Go to diamond auto glass. They'll take care of you. They'll get that rock ship fixed really quick. 928-779-4140. 140 or go to the difference is clear.com more to come hang tight listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff forward show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the jeff orvid show all right we're going to carry the list over i think mark's gonna be back maybe thursday um because we didn't get to, um, I can't hear your mic. We didn't get to, um, oh, we got a whole lot of things. I think you hit your mute button oh, over there. Sorry, there Jeff, go. give me this mute button. I know, I should, I, uh, I should take that. That's the cough button. My cough button. I didn't even get water. to um, a bullion depository for Arizona. There's a, a bill being proposed. You had well, a Fort Knox for Arizona, basically. Y- yeah. So, and we'll, so we'll, I learned a couple interesting things at the Capitol. Hit them real quick. Everybody heard of your Mirandas, you know, your rights. Yes. That actually originated from Arizona. It was a oh really yeah it was a case, a case in Arizona. Here? Okay, yep, a guy named Miranda. Oh well, and there you there, go. There it was. I always wondered about that. <laughs> who's, who's this Miranda? Exactly. The other thing I inter- learned at the Capitol today was Arizona flag. I didn't realize it has seven rays of the sun. That yes, re- uh, not seven. I just said seven. Thirteen rays of the sun okay. that represent the original thirteen colonies. Well, I didn't. Know I that. never realized. Like the American flag has thirteen stripes. Yeah, the Arizona flag has thirteen rays. Good. You learned a lot. I did. It was worth going. I'm glad you, yeah. Check out the Capitol. I did the little, and, and we'll have to save this for later in the week, the Rock and River Ranch in Camp Verde. I did my own little staycation thing for a couple of days too. So a lot to see in Arizona. Yep. So don't, I skip New York because you might wind up in jail for defending yourself. Right. Yeah, states so, that don't have a castle doctrine. Yeah. yeah might want to stay clear. All right. A lot more to come tomorrow. Hope you all have a great, safe night. Take care. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to the Jeff Orbit Show. Portions of the show may be pre-recorded. And remember, the information provided on the show does not constitute legal, medical, financial, or tax advice. All information is the opinions of the host and his guests. You should always seek the advice of a professional regarding any of these complex issues to make sure all circumstances of your situation are properly considered. Remember to catch the podcast by looking up the Jeff Orbit Show on your favorite podcast provider, including places like Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, and more. Also available on Rumble and on YouTube. Just look up Orvitz, O-R-A-V-I-T-S. And remember, the show streams Monday through Friday at 4.06 p.m. right up at talkwithjeff.com. Also available on FM on 97.1 FM, the big talker throughout northern Arizona, and 107.9 FM in the Prescott area.